everybody. Welcome to the Francast. This is the show where we talk about everyone's favorite show from the 90s, The Nanny. And this week we are taking a mid-season break and we are talking about one of Fran's other shows that she did called Happily Divorced. It's going to be a lot of fun. And I'm film critic Rachel Wagner and Larry's here. Hello. And Colleen is here. Hi, everyone. And today we have a returning guest to the podcast to help us talk about this show. We have BJ and Me Too from the Pilot Podcast. And thank you both so much for coming back. Hi, thanks for having us back. Hi, thank you for having us. Yeah. Yeah. How are you both uh, both doing? Have you had, did you have a good holiday season? Yeah, we've been holding up well. We were able to see family for a little bit and just watching lots of TV. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, me too. I know you're you're a pretty big Christmas movie fan. Did you have a, a fun season? I did. I stayed home just to be safe, so at least, at least I had tons and tons of movies to watch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they came through big time in the holiday movie world for all of us. I think of us get through the season. They're the only part of a of the. A movie industry that was like we're going forth unabated <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah yeah so we're excited to talk about this happily divorced and to have you both here and this is a show that was from 2011 2000 to 2013 had two seasons and uh, it's gonna be fun to talk about uh, so we also had a very big week last week on the show. We had the big wedding episode. So if you haven't listened to that, make sure you do. And we had Fran herself on our show, which was unbelievable. So make sure that you check that out as well. Uh, but let's dive in. Let's talk happily divorced. So the idea, the premise behind this show is that uh, after 18 years of marriage, this couple, they, uh, the uh, man of the couple announces that he's gay, and but they still have to live in the same house because of financial things. And of course, this is based on Fran and Peter's uh, actual life experience. I mean, at least the core concept of what happened in their marriage. And Larry, what do you think overall about this concept and its sort of true to, true life origins? I think the concept is something that could certainly be funny. Um, I mean, <laughs> uh, I think comedy also can work best when it's rooted in truth. So obviously mm -hmm. this is something Fran went through actually in her life. Um and yeah, I, I think the concept is fun. What do you think, Colleen? Um, I have mixed feelings on it because I don't really want to get too personal, but this actually happened to me. I don't know oh. if you guys ever knew that. I was married. No, I didn't. And I know I've never really talked much about it. I don't want to talk too much. I mean, I'm not, it's been a long time. Right. But I was married and my husband came out. And so my marriage only lasted three years, fortunately, <laughs> you know, so that we could each move on with our lives. So I understand the premise and, but, yeah. I, but it still brings back a lot of bad memories. Although I feel like I've really moved past it. It's been 17 years, 18 years, mm -hmm. 
but at the same time, you know, you never kind of remember. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, What about you, BJ? What do you think about this idea? I think it makes sense to base a sitcom off of true life events that apparently, especially the lead actor has dealt with. Um, I do question some of the storyline for the sake of the real Peter, how he might feel seeing this. But it makes sense that she would try and do a show off something she's really gone through and she can kind of draw from that. Yeah, and I think they were both producers, so they're both involved. Okay. So. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> uh, what do you think, me too? I think that he, uh, to back up, he co-created the nanny with her too, right? Correct. Cool. So I guess they were trying to bring back the magic of the funny family sitcom. In this case, I think the premise is good and and like bj said it's nice to have things rooted in real life but it feels very of its era and so a lot of things made me uncomfortable where i think Mm -hmm. they were supposed to be jokes well and peter uh peter and fran both wrote and created this show so but uh but yeah there's definitely and not there's definitely some outdated elements of the show there's not no question uh for me i i feel like it's an okay premise for a show. Uh, and uh, that, I mean, it, it all comes down to the, the funny. Anything, almost anything can be funny. I mean, if you, on the uh, producers, if you have people's dancing into springtime for Hitler, and that somehow ends up being funny, right? And so almost anything can be funny if it's done with the right writing. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the, let's talk about the, the casting a little bit. So we have, uh, John Michael Higgins playing Peter, uh, and obviously then you have Fran Drescher, um, and then you have Robert Walden and Rita Marino playing her parents. What did you think about that casting? Uh, what do you think, Larry? I so I remember I at least watched some of this show when it aired. I completely forgot Rita Moreno was her mom in this show. Uh, it's very interesting. <laughs> um, I think obviously I love her, so whenever she's on screen, I, I'm good. But it was just the I'm like, oh, all right. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's a little bit of Latina flair to this Fran, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I feel like there's no way these two people had Fran Treasure as a child. Like, it it just it doesn't quite play out, doesn't (laughs) quite work. But I mean, I love Rita, of course. But (laughs) what do you what do you think of that? Me too. I love Rita Moreno. She is so good. Most recently on One Day at a Time, and. I can't remember which award show was it the Oscars that recently gave her her shine um, for her legendary career. But I agree. Those two people are (laughs) not likely Fran Drescher's parents. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, Colleen, do you agree? Yes. (laughs) Enough. You guys have said exactly what I would have said. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Uh, What do we think about John Michael Higgins? playing peter uh what what do you what do you think bj 
I actually really enjoyed his performance. I think he and Fran had good energy. And I think it worked well with the concept that they felt like best friends rather than lovers. And so I think that was some good casting with their chemistry. Yeah, I think that they had pretty pretty good chemistry. And he, I mean, he's your classic kind of improv guy. And he's, you know, on all the Christopher Guest movies. He's in Best in Show, which is one of my all-time favorite comedies. But uh, what do you what do you think, Larry, about him? Yeah, I, th- I agree. I think that they were fun together. They definitely give off friend energy from the get-go. Um, and they they bounce off of each other pretty well. So I liked his casting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so let's dive into this pilot and the the plot of the, the pilot. Of course, it starts out with him making the announcement uh, in in bed that they that he's gay and uh and i did think there were some funny jokes like when he says have you have you met a man where in the hallway i just came out (laughs) that was funny (laughs) and uh and and she says you've never been with a man trust me it's not that great (laughs) so yeah then we get the whole explanation about the house and that they're uh that they have to end up living together and that's maybe the one part of it that it's like, really, you couldn't afford even like rent in a small apartment. They're that under. Seems so a, it's it's definitely they have to set up sort of this convoluted plan of why they have to be in the same house, which, <laughs> uh, which I I don't know if that really checks out that much, but, uh, but I don't know. What do you think, uh, BJ, about this? intro i have to agree that i liked some of the opening jokes where fran was really having a hard time processing but like you it stood out to me that i didn't understand why neither of them could find another place to live they are in a nice house fran has her own business i assumed one of them could afford rent somewhere (laughs) like i know things are brutal in california but still (laughs) For rent. This show was created in 2011, though, right? So mm-hmm. that was peak people getting kicked out of their like in the economy, the the context of the economy. Not to bring that in. And he was a realtor. So. Yeah, he's a realtor. The real estate industry had just bottomed out. In the second episode, we learn not to get too far into that. That Fran's business is doing okay at best, and they had borrowed against the home to start that business. So they had nothing. So I think in theory, mm-hmm. he could have rented something for like a couple hundred dollars a month. It doesn't yeah. seem like they have much money for anything aside from their day-to-day expenses. So I actually bought that. So I, <laughs> now I'm wondering, do I accept things super quickly? But I just like <laughs> didn't question for a moment when he was like, all right, I'm ahead to the den now. I kind of bought it too because I was living in I live in LA and I was here in 2011. And when I came here in 09, I mean, my rent was $1500 a month. I mean, it was not cheap. So I feel like it would be very difficult with the kind of lifestyle they were used to and it sounds like the location they were in was decent that they that he maybe wouldn't want to sacrifice or compromise or 
whatever the case may be. But mm-hmm. you didn't have to make him a realtor. I feel like that adds to the I mean, I that part of it makes it kind of silly to me, but whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, especially cuz not only does she have her own business, but she has a business that has two employees uh, that that help that help her. I mean, she's got her friend and then we have Cesar, Cesar, played by Valente Rodriguez. And I actually thought that his character was the most cringeworthy of the show. I mean, with all the sort of maybe gay stereotypes that you have, uh, that, I don't know, I thought he was pretty not the best. Uh, what do you think, Larry? Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It was a, I don't know how long after George Lopez this was. <laughs> Because <laughs> it's what I know him from was the George Lopez show. Uh, oh, <laughs> he was on that, right? I don't know. I recognize uh, him. But yeah, I didn't he watch was George, George Lopez. Lopez's best friend. Okay, I was like, I'm pretty positive he was George Lopez, right? Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, he certainly adds to that. Um, I don't know. He just seemed kind of out of place in general. right they're just like what are you doing like your whole job is bringing these people coffee yeah i don't know it was just like yeah what is what's his purpose but uh me too what do you think about his character i actually thought both of her employees were part of what made me cringe one it was like very mid-2000s humor about uh gay men and then two, the two characters of color that were, I guess, of color for the show. So um, Tashina Arnold and uh, Valente Rodriguez were there just to be both stereotypes and then also exclusively supportive to that family. So they had no stories, at least with Cesar, I guess he had a wife and family but for judy she was alone just has a cat and just exclusively centers her life around fran yeah i mean and that can work i mean we have val and the nanny and that's her whole role is to be supportive of fran but uh, i don't know it it the i thought she was okay i thought she was this uh uh, Judy was was fine uh, as a supporting BFF, but but I literally I just felt like the Cesar character was there to just bring them coffee and to make make awkward jokes. Like it, it was, it didn't flow as well as the BFF did to me. Do you think, Colleen? I agree. I didn't care for. I I mean, <sighs> I just don't. I feel like the writing in that respect was lazy. I just don't feel mm. like there was much creativity thought about it. I mean, when you go to the standard stereotypes like that, it just, yeah, it's not worth, it's just not a good look. Mm. So they go to her and her friend go to a sporting event of some kind. It's a basketball game or something. And uh, they are sitting there and this guy that's across the aisle uh, he's kind of looking at Fran and Judy says, Hey, he's checking you out. And Fran says, Oh no, he's gay. And they go back and forth. 
and it turns out he's not gay. His name is Elliot and he likes Coldplay and the response is I, and she says, I love Gwyneth Paltrow. Turns out he's not gay and they start a relationship Fran and this guy Elliot and I, I I don't know what I what did you think Larry of Elliot uh, I thought Elliot was fine um, that little concert setup <laughs> I mean I know it's a sitcom budget but it made me laugh uh, their little concert setup um, but I mean he's fine it wasn't anything yeah. uh, memorable or it's just kind of a straight white yeah. dude there. Right. <laughs> I mean he was there. Yeah, and and I I don't know if he was quite dreamy enough to be like this like wow guy. <laughs> kind of the way they were treating him. I'm like he's a perfectly good looking person, I guess, but uh they were pretty pretty smitten, that's for sure. Uh but <laughs> I did kind of like that the the the, the sound of music sing along. <laughs> just, just what you're not bring your bring your habit. <laughs> that was kind of funny. I thought uh, the idea of Fran doing a a uh, sound of music sing along is funny to me. <laughs> uh, and also that they're blue contacts. Uh, he says no, they're enhancers. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, they they continue on the not uh, the joke of Fran not wanting to talk about her age and just is something 30 40 (laughs) which I thought was was funny and uh, were there any jokes BJ for you that's that stood out or there things that you thought were were funny in this uh, pilot uh, I think it was in this pilot where uh, Fran and Elliot were making out. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, it might be the second where uh, Peter was looking for like a neck pillow or something and he keeps finding ways to get in between them. Um, and I just really liked the situational and physical comedy of Peter basically being the third wheel to Fran and Elliot and their interactions where Elliot is so confused by what's going on and Fran's just trying to wave it off as, ah, don't worry, just make out with me. Sure, my ex is here. No big deal. <laughs> yeah. Well, and also, I, I feel like if you were allergic to mushrooms, you would be pretty careful about putting something that looks like truffles in your, I mean, she says it's olives, but I feel like you'd be pretty careful if you were that allergic, but nevertheless, it still ended up being, I thought of kind of a funny scene. And then she's looking through her purse, trying to find, <laughs> it's like this little purse. And she has just tons of stuff in there trying to find her Benadryl. Uh, and I don't know. I, I thought that scene was was pretty fun yeah she's ready for everything it reminded me of my grandmother's purse where i feel like Mm -hmm. she had everything for every situation but could never find it when she needed it yeah (laughs) yes (laughs) i used to actually i used to be like that until actually it became a remote worker because my purse was so heavy i would take to work it was ridiculous what i had in there i had cold medication i had antacids i'm not kidding you i had (laughs) 
band-aids. And then once I got home and I'm pharmacy, huh, Colleen? Yeah, I had a whole pharmacy in my purse. Now I'm like, who cares? And my purse is lightened considerably because I really don't go out often. Yeah, I, I, I have, I have a pretty, pretty big purse. Pretty, I was digging through it trying to find. I mean, it's not very organized, but at least I know it's all in there <laughs> somewhere. Uh, but yeah, they, I thought the the waiter was kind of funny in this scene when he's like, uh, he says that, uh, can I get you something else? Water, a room. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> And I also liked Elliot's kind of like, how could you have not known? And she says, love is very, very blind. I did like her joke at the beginning of her being like, we just had sex during Leno. How gay can you be? (laughs) Uh, But just because I was like, oh, uh, this isn't a relationship of like, it's been years or whatever. Still, still getting it on right down to the, to the end, I guess. So. <laughs> yeah, it'd be interesting to hear sort of more the nitty gritty in their actual situation. I'm mean, obviously didn't happen exactly like this, of course, but it'd be interesting to know kind of I don't know how true to life this really is versus uh you know, versus fiction, of course. Uh but um and she says I never pitch you and they said He's, he says, I never pitched you with an, pictured you with another guy. She says, ditto. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they end up, it ends up with them fighting and uh, they all, she also goes and talks to her parents and, and they say, you can't live here. <laughs> we're not, it's, we're not going to let that happen. So. Overall, one to ten, what would you give this pilot of Happily Divorced? What about you, BJ? I'm going to give this pilot episode a very meh four out of ten. Okay. And me too. What about you? I'll go a little higher. I'll do like a 5.5 because Fran is such a natural comedic talent. Yeah. Larry, what about you? Yeah, I was trying to remember when I watched it. I actually did uh, laugh more than I remembered ever laughing at this show. Um, my life, uh, you know, get chuckles, not in, like big laughs. Um, but I think maybe I'll go like six for the pilot. Okay. Colleen, what about you? I'm going to go right there in right in the middle of everyone and do a five was all right i mean it wasn't great but it wasn't the worst thing i've ever seen either yeah i think i'm around where larry is i'm gonna give it a six it had some chuckles some laughs and i just love fran so much that uh, overall i enjoyed it but it's it is kind of meh and there's no doubt so all right let's talk about the second episode and so in this episode you have uh peter uh, let's Fran have the house for the night so that she can have her time with Elliot. Uh, but it leads to all kinds of problems when he gets completely sloshed going out with Judy. And then there's all kinds of shenanigans <laughs> that happen and conflict and everything like that. And overall, Colleen, what do you think about this second episode? 
<laughs> it was all right. Um, I did think the little hijinks was funny. It was very Three's Company to me. Mm-hmm. The whole little thing with the them ending up in the same bed and all that. I thought that was that was something Jack Tripper would have done. I felt like I always I've said that a couple times on the Francast. I feel like they kind of borrowed some things from like that era of physical comedy and such. Um, but it was all right. What do you think, BJ? I appreciate that this episode kind of this episode showed us where they're going with the series. I think the first one set up the premise well, and here we kind of see how Fran and Peter are going to interrupt each other's love lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll say the the physical comedy, like Colleen, it it amused me, and I definitely saw those three companies vibes, and I love that show, so that was nice. Exactly. <laughs> me too. What do you think? I loved the relationship between Fran and Peter. We got to see more of that dynamic in this second episode, especially when they're talking about setting boundaries and then ending up to making plans together. Um, it just was really sweet. And I think while this episode maybe wasn't a laugh riot, it was very nice to see that dynamic. And that hooked me. Yeah. Larry, what about you? Yeah, I think I actually liked this episode a little bit more than the uh, pilot. For that reason, I I enjoyed Peter and Fran uh, pretty much throughout, whether it was them just being so nonchalant about like being hooked at the hip and <laughs> not understanding the outside view of what's wrong, or yeah, them at the end. Um, I thought I thought it was a pretty just cute little episode. Yeah, I overall enjoyed this episode as well. It had some funny lines. I liked when he says I'm, uh, he's looking for his thin wallet because he doesn't want to have a bulge. And she's like, uh, you're gay. <laughs> Do I have to remind you? That was kind of funny, I thought. And uh, you also have her parents getting very excited about the fact that Fran is dating Elliot because he has courtside tickets at the uh, Lakers so <laughs> they're pretty excited and says uh, that uh, her dad says is, is it too soon to tell you I love you <laughs> uh, so it starts out with Fran actually saying Peter's name when uh, Elliot is kissing her and I am not a uh, very experienced person but I feel like this is a when it comes to this type of intimacy, I admit it. But they they, they feel like this is a, a frequent gag in sitcoms where people say the wrong name <laughs> and they'll get them into trouble. <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, Me too. Do you think that's a gag that that works? Do you think it was funny? I thought it was funny, also because uh, they're painting Elliot as so much hotter than Peter. So it is funny that she's with this big burly man that Peter said looked like a firefighter or something like that. And then she is still thinking about her sweet little husband. Um, So I thought that was funny. The trope itself, I mean, I guess if it's worked for decades of sitcoms, sure. (laughs) Yeah. 
Yeah. Do you think it's a funny gag, BJ? I think it's funny for the awkwardness it can bring. Maybe I'm thinking too much about it, but it's also a little sad because it shows you how much Fran really did care and probably still cares about Peter. And that's what she was used to for all those years. Um, But I think it works well for this story as well. Yeah, because in real life, they're still extremely close. They're still business collaborators. They're uh, so I, I I wouldn't find this hard to believe that there is real real life a uh, situation here. It's a trope, but I feel like it's pretty. Especially <laughs> more, I feel. I mean, well, Colleen kind of said it happened with her as well, but I feel like it is something that happens. Maybe less so now that society is opening up uh, mm-hmm. and hopefully people are feeling more comfortable earlier in their lives um, and mm-hmm. able to explore and find themselves earlier. But <laughs> the situation definitely is something I think that's relatable to, to too many people. Uh, um, lots of girls falling for their gay friends Um and the gay friend not being ready or understanding. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, so he says that he says, I'm gay fat. It's a whole nother scale. Is that a thing? Larry, to your knowledge? <laughs> oh my God. Well, I mean, they have like gay old, gay fat. Like if you're, you know, over the age of 25, <laughs> you're, you're basically old. in the senior citizen uh, home. Oh um I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know, Rachel. There's like different categories, um, <laughs> like a bear or whatever. Um, it's uh-huh. like body type categories as well. So <laughs> <laughs> everything. Uh, once again, hopefully this type of mentality is slowly going away within the LGBTQ community. But it's very young and thin and pretty centered i mean i guess which is the world but um in real life i think more so than outside circles Mm -hmm. so we get quite a bit of judy in this episode and uh her and peter go to a bar and they have where they have karaoke and she says she says i haven't dated since obama took office whereas this was 2011 and then she clarifies Senator Obama. <laughs> that was kind of funny. Uh, they make a joke <laughs> there too, where I was like, uh, especially when we see her sing in the club later, I was like, child, no, listen, nobody would mistake that for a drag queen. Like, because <laughs> she makes a joke that they love her, but it's because like half of them think she's a drag queen at that gay no, bar. Yeah. Yeah, no and then we we see what she's performing in, and I'm like, no, we. <laughs> you That's look true. Very much like a, a biological uh, or identifying right. female. That just, just not, the hair's not big enough, Judy. The makeup's not dramatic enough mm-hmm. to to fool someone to think you're a drag queen. That's true. I was just so I was really impressed with her voice. Yes, like wow, she has a really good singing voice. I thought. Yeah, she killed it. Yeah, it was really good. And so, yeah, they have this dynamic. And Peter says, I feel guilty for ruining Franny's life. And uh, so he's obviously conflicted. 
and the the bartender drives them home because they don't have a designated driver. Which this is that is a very attentive bar <laughs> bartender. I think this this was before Uber. So. I was gonna say yeah. this was like you know that the era is different because it was pre Uber <laughs> and pre Lyft. Yes. Uh, so then we get this whole gag of the three of them in bed together. Uh, that I think it was pretty funny. I think it worked pretty well. And I agree. Three's company is kind of a, a classic comparison. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> BJ, did you, what do you think of that? Like, like you said, I think it worked well with that physical comedy and I think it felt pretty realistic. Someone drunk, you know, your house well enough that you're not going to necessarily turn on the lights. Peter's familiar with getting into that bed after all those years. Um, and I also thought the like butt feeling gag in the morning was also pretty funny. Mm-hmm. It was all well set up. Yeah, I agree. I thought it was funny too. And then Elliot says, I feel like I'm dating both of you. And he leaves. And, and we get this strange scene where Rita Moreno is talking about how she puts Cialis in, in uh, the husband's ice cream. <laughs> Friends like putting the ice cream away. Oh my god! Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Did you think that was funny, Colleen? At all? Mm, not really. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> I, 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 I thought it was kind of funny, <laughs> and, and the. Uh, uh, Cesar, his big response is that if you have three people, you need a king. <laughs> king Fed. And uh, like I said, I don't understand what his his job seems to be just getting coffee at all times. He's always seems to be carrying cups of coffee. I mean, around. I do love uh, how everyone is basically unfazed, though, um, mm-hmm. which is nice that it wasn't. I don't know, awkward or weird. Like her parents immediately are fine. <laughs> her parents are like, That's oh, true. We, we've known this whole time. We thought you knew too, so we weren't going to meddle in your business, basically. <laughs> um, Cesar doesn't really bat an eye and like tries to set him up with his cousin or whatever the <laughs> the relation yeah. was. Uh, Judy, the same. And even Fran, of course, there's the sticker shock of like, oh, uh, <laughs> My husband is gay, uh, but I do like that the show just everybody takes it, uh, learns about it, or gets this information. It just accepts it and moves along. Life continues going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. I agree. I agree. And so then they decide that they are going to set up some boundaries and they end up all at the bar. Judy's singing and she was really good. And Fran gets back at Peter a little bit at the uh, kind of spoils a date for him at the end. And so what do you think that could have made the show better? What, what, what about you, BJ? What do you think they could have done to made it a little bit better? One of the things I was hoping for, and maybe they do this later in the season is give Peter more of his own life. He really is just living in that side room in Fran's house. And we're following Fran moving forward, dating. But I think we could get some more balance if we see how Peter's moving on or see more of how Peter's moving on. Um, 
And I also want to know more about Fran's business. They just mention it. We see Cesar coming in and out. But what is the what what's going on with the world of flower shops? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. Larry, what about you? Do, what do you think you would do to make this a little bit better? Um, I don't know, honestly. Um, like I said, I didn't remember liking it all that much, like in memory from when I first, you know, attempted to watch it, uh, mm-hmm. based on Fran and rewatching it. I was like, ah, I mean, of course we talked about that, the outdated aspects of some of the jokes and some of the humor and it's only been 10 years and <laughs> we've gone a long way from that. Um, but I, I found it to be a little funnier and more entertaining than I originally was anticipating mm-hmm. when uh, you told us we were going to be covering the show. So <laughs> I was a little <laughs> bit on the side of like, oh, gosh, like that pilot for that first show she did was like, oh, Jesus. Um, <laughs> but so this I was like, OK, you know, like this wasn't as bad. I mean, it's a pretty cheesy generic sitcom, but it was yeah. it was more entertaining than I anticipated. I wish there was a way that they could make the fashion sort of an element of the show. Like, I think maybe it might have been fun if they'd made her a designer of some kind or something like that, that that would have been funny and fun and added a little more pizzazz to the show. I mean, and I don't know if that's duplicatable from what we got in the nanny in that respect, but I think it would have maybe added a a layer uh, to the show. Plus, if, you, if she was working in fashion in some way, that would have been a, probably a pretty good spot for humor as far as uh, as far as far the whole situation that she's in with a gay husband. And if you're working in fashion, that could have been funny. Uh, but that that's the only thing that I kind of thought of is that that her fashion was just kind of fine, normal. Uh, but Mitu, do you have anything that you think? could have made uh, the show a little better? I don't know about making the show better, but I would just say going forward, one thing I would look forward to, should I watch more episodes of the show, is watching Peter Date, which I think BJ mentioned. But the show is centered around someone who's married to someone who is gay. But I don't think we saw any actors who identify as gay in the first two episodes, Mm. except for maybe the man who hit on Peter briefly um, though we don't know. I don't know. I should say. So if Peter were to go on and date, it would be dope if a show about a gay character hired gay actors, that would be really cool to watch. That's true. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. I hadn't thought of that. You're right. Yeah, that would be good. Uh, Colleen, do you have anything that you would say on this one? I I mean, just a little less formulaic. You do have a really good, especially like Larry said, for this time. And, you know, I think we are getting better about this subject now. And I think people are more willing to be who they are in public. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, but I feel like you had a good, interesting story that was based on real life events. And I feel like you could have just done less formula and more create creativity with it, I guess. Yeah, yeah I can see that, too. Well, it, in your show, you decide whether you would would you'd, you'd recommend it or uh, or not. Uh, so, what do you think after watching these two 
these two episodes. BJ, do you think that you would you would recommend the show or not? You know, I feel bad saying this because I do love Fran, but I would not recommend watching this show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, what about you, me too? What would you say? I would say that HBO Max has the nanny, which is a great show that I would recommend to anyone listening to Francast. <laughs> And so I think that is my rating. Um, and then maybe just find some really great queer-led shows instead. Um, there's Noah's Ark, which has made a couple comebacks. Would recommend that. Larry, what about you? Um, yeah, I think um, based on if you like Fran Drescher, um, clearly <laughs> Fran post the nanny with her TV work, really tried to recapture the nanny um, in her iterations of what she did. Again, I feel like they were all, they all seem to be trying to to work that magic again. Um, And out of the ones we've watched, I would say this is probably the most, like the best one out of the non-nanny sitcoms from Fran. That I can think of off the top of my head. So if you like her style and her comedy, I would say, yeah, give it a give it a watch and see. Colleen, what do you think? Um I love Fran, but this was not my favorite. Um I my angle is if you're gonna look if you're looking for something that aired on TV land around this era. Uh, Hot in Cleveland is a lot better series, and I thought that was a better, just a better yeah. option. So I do agree. I think Hot in Cleveland is a lot oh, yeah. funnier than this show, and there's just so many other good shows to watch that I can't say I would necessarily recommend this. It's fine, uh, but I actually think I might like Living with Fran a little bit better. Uh, I don't know. I just I thought it was maybe a little bit funnier, uh, but. Uh, when you can watch the nanny on HBO Max, there's no comparison. <laughs> it's not, not a close. Uh, just uh, watch, go back and start. You just go on a continual loop. I would just, if you finish it and then start again. And then you go. <laughs> now, TV Land was really trying to uh, recapture the magic of days gone by because Hot in Cleveland, very Golden Girls esque. Mm-hmm. And then this, you know, obviously, try, like I said, trying to find some sort of that nanny magic. Um, but Hot in Cleveland was definitely more successful in its attempt mm-hmm. at, at finding something. Well, and I also had the the lady from uh, Frasier. Yeah, you had all those played. TV vets. You had um, mm-hmm. Wendy Malick. And, I mean, look, just shoot me one day at mm-hmm. a time. And um, yeah, Frasier. And then yeah. Betty White. So there we go. That's Happily Divorced. We'll be curious for all of your thoughts. Uh, let us know. Frankcast14 on Twitter. We'd love to hear what you think of this show. Do you think it should have gone longer than two seasons? I think they're probably pretty lucky they got the two seasons. Uh, but yeah, it's an interesting experiment, I think. Uh, so BJ, where can people find your podcast and what you all do? Yeah, all you have to do is head to our website at thepilotpodcast.com. And you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at the Pilot Pod. Great. And me too. Thank you so much for coming on. We, we were so appreciate it. Thank you for having us again. Yeah, we'll definitely have to have you back on Hallmarkies podcast one of these 
one of these days to to talk uh to, to talk maybe the new aurora tea garden movie i'd love that uh, we can have you there's so many mysteries coming out we can talk through them i know yeah <laughs> so larry where can people find you you can find me on YouTube as well as Twitter and Instagram, all at LC Screen Talk. And Colleen? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lele, L E L E, 44094. And our Francast Instagram is Francast1993. Great. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube and on Rotten Tomatoes, so please check that out. And also make sure you're following the Hallmarkies podcast. We've got lots of fun stuff going on, so make sure to check that out over there. And if you're listening on iTunes, please leave both of our podcasts. Leave your ratings and reviews. We really, really appreciate it. And uh, thanks. And uh, Check out our Patreon. We really appreciate that support. And we have our merch store, which has two Fran, uh, uh, Frankcast designs. You get our logo, and then we also have a uh, Fran loves Maxwell shirt. So check that out. They're really cute. And thanks again to BJ and me too. We really appreciate it. And uh, we'll definitely have to have you back another time and we'll talk to you all later. Bye everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.